Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. Today we got Matt on the show. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Man, thanks for being here. Uh, you have an interesting story. You contacted us about this dogman experience. Not, I don't want to call it an encounter. It's an experience. Uh, it, it, you know, we, um, Lindsay and I, 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 see, I told you before we start recording, this is going to, I get distracted. So I'm going to make this quick. Now that I started, I'm going to make it quick. Uh, Lindsay and I have been talking about pulling off an event for the show. And, uh, we don't want to do a conference. We don't want to do, uh, the run of the mill stuff that's been done before. Uh, and the word that we keep on saying, we want it to be an experience. We want it to be something that people will always remember. Not, oh, was that that conference or this conference? It's, we right. want it to be like, yo, where were you when this experience happened? You know, and, uh, and that's how I feel about people's experiences with these creatures and stuff. Uh, sometimes it's an encounter. They were driving down the road across in front of them or, uh, they were hiking and they saw it move behind a tree. And then there's experiences where there's, no, I didn't just see this thing, you know, like this, this was a little different. Uh, and that is what you're bringing to the table today. And so, um, you're at least, I don't know if you're in Ohio now, but when this happened, it happened in Ohio. Uh, Correct. I, I think it's important for people to know because you have Michigan, which is really known for Dogman. Mm-hmm. You have Kentucky, who is really known for Dogman. You have Tennessee is becoming really known for Dogman, probably because of me. Uh, but oh yeah, OPL was favorite episodes. I, I, that was a fantastic show. I enjoyed Martin, that one. Martin is incredible. What happened with him? Incredible. Yeah. Out a police officer, in my opinion, either they bring it to a whole nother level. Like no cop is gonna sit there and lie and do that. Man, his like I uh, that brought me back to my night big time. Well, uh, let's get into it then. Uh, you're in Ohio, and we're starting to see this trend of dogmen stemming from Michigan down to Tennessee. Reason to believe that they're in other states as well. Uh, but now that we have you from Ohio, uh, what was this experience you had? Well, I, I, I'm a little, a little picture of where we were. So we're in 1989, I uh, just got out of school, summertime, um, you know, Youngstown, Ohio, if, if you Google it, um, you get a, a view of like, if you go to the city view, excuse me and i always tell people this where my experience happened was in the old steel mill section of the city of youngstown you can get overhead views of it there's an actual active steel mill that's newer that if you're looking at an overhead view of it it would be to the right of the old rusted out steel mill parts but just a gigantic property um, you could imagine, you know, because Youngstown used to be one of the biggest uh, steel making towns back when America was still, you know, 
part of the the biggest you know world industry in steel unfortunately that bottom fell out years ago for so many places in in america and youngstown was hit hard by it um you know in the summertime it was you know it was end of may beginning of june it was definitely in june when we get 100 degree weather sometimes 100 percent humidity so me and my buddies, what we would do is, is you know, during this time also was was a dangerous part of um, when I was growing up. There was a lot of, unfortunately, Youngstown was well known for, for shootings and uh, it was actually number one per capita for like gang shootings and, and shootings like that. We had a lot of the Bloods and Crips things going on across the country. It was crazy here. Um, so we were always, when we'd go, we, we'd get on our bikes, you know, how it is being like 14 years old with your buddies, you guys go everywhere. Well, we went everywhere all around the city and, and, and the suburbs in the area. And, um, we unfortunately living in the city, you know, we had to make sure that we were protected because you never know if you're going to run into a situation where you're in big trouble. A lot of guns floating around where we would go down. And again, where the experience happened was in the steel mill. So, you know, you never know what you'd see down there, be it a homeless person, um, be it anybody doing something nefarious down there, getting rid of things or hiding things. What we normally brought guns down there for more or less was because they'd have wild packs of dogs. If you've ever seen sometimes videos in, in bigger cities like Detroit and things like that, you get like these pack packs of, of roaming wild dogs, which are not come up and pet these things. These things will, and have uh, mauled people. They killed a couple of people. I remember in this summer, which makes me kind of wonder, was it really these dogs or was it something else? But um, we would bring the guns down there. We never shot them. We never had to, but if they got too close, we'd pump a couple in the air and they'd run away. Um, my good friend, uh, a two, there was four of us this day and two of them are no longer here, unfortunately, but my one buddy actually lived, um, near the highway where if you were at his house, he had a street that went in front of his house, then a fence, the highway and across from there directly was one of the entrances we would use to get into that steel mill area. We weren't allowed in there, obviously. You've got the huge dilapidated buildings, metal, rusting metal, structures falling all the time. So you could imagine if we got caught, we'd get in trouble. But we loved going down there. We, we would just go around all over this area, miles of things. We'd go through these buildings that had been abandoned and that were falling apart and some more than others. Um, the one that we kind of adopted as our quote unquote home base, uh, what we liked about it were different things. One was there were no stairs to get in. So you kind of had to hop up on this concrete kind of patio slash kind of jutting out concrete thing. And then once you got up into it, you could walk into the building they had on the first floor uh 
four open kind of like walls. So, you know, from north, south, east, and west, it was open. But then on the outside, hugging the wall, you had a staircase that went all the way up to the fourth floor. And you could see from the first floor in the middle of the room all the way straight up. That was all open. And they had giant pillars at each corner of the room, these four big pillars. And those will come into play as well, why I'm mentioning them. Um, Someday I'm going to find out what these things we found were made for. But if you think back to like um, back... In the, in the Trojan Wars and things like that. Some shields that kind of surrounded the person, they kind of f- fell around you like, an a, like, a, like a U. And they had these metal things, maybe three, three and a half, four feet high. And they were real heavy. It took a couple of us to move these things. They had hundreds of them in there. So what we did was we made these makeshift walls out of them as high as we could stack them because what we would do at night is we would have like big bonfires in the middle of the room and the fire wouldn't touch the fourth floor ceiling. It was all concrete, but we didn't want anyone to see us in there burning stuff, having a fire, being somewhere where we shouldn't. There was a railroad track that to this day is actually still utilized that goes through that area the the existing steel mill uses it to ferry in materials and steel out. So this railroad track actually goes directly right in front of this building that we would be in. So another reason we made these walls, but we wanted to keep anything out as well. So we get to nighttime. We had started a really big fire that night. And um, we're just kind of hanging out inside doing what we do. And um, we start hearing one of these packs of wild dogs. And it had like six or seven dogs in it, this one pack. We could hear them coming. So we, excuse me, um, went out to the walkway and we just decided, let's see what they're doing. And they ran right in front of us, you know, five yards at the most in front of the building. Didn't even give us a thought ran right by us and just outside the building there was a space the railroad tracks and behind that were these huge mounds of like coke that in the steel making industry it's like a material i don't know what they use it for but it helps that smelting process so they'd have giant mounds of these things And they actually, just as they crossed where we were standing in front of the building, they went up the mound and down the other side. And immediately, you start hearing the dogs, we thought, fighting each other, attacking each other, biting. You're hearing hearing, um, a, a major fight. And we're like, oh, man, you know, these things must be fighting each other. Not long after it started, maybe two, three seconds, we hear what sounds like another animal that is involved in this this uh, fight going on. And um, we start hearing intermittent yelps. We start hearing some of these dogs obviously are being injured, but we hear above them a much louder 
sound of of a larger animal doing attacking on the attack now. What starts happening next shocked us to this day. I see it in my mind's eye. It's etched in my brain. Dogs didn't start running over the mound. There were dogs being thrown or launched over the mound and that came flying over feet above the top of this hitting the ground some with obvious injuries some bleeding some limping when they got up but like this happened with i think four dogs came flying over in different directions and when they got up you know slowly limping away running fast leaving trails of blood some were hurt really bad um, the rest of them came over the hill not long after, and they took off the way that they came. Um, we're watching just like in stunned disbelief of like, what the heck just happened? Um, and my one friend says, guys, what is that over there? What is that? And we all kind of simultaneously look not far from where we're standing, maybe 15 yards, 20 yards at the most from where we are. So very close. Comes crawling up the top of this mound is, I kid you not, the, the, the biggest animal I had ever seen, we all agreed afterwards, ever seen in our lives. Uh, you know, we have bear in Ohio, but black and, you know, just black bears. I, I've seen a couple I mean, you know, they're big, but nothing impressive. Like, I've been to zoos, and I've seen polar bears and, and grizz and stuff. This reminded me, size-wise, of the biggest polar bear I'd ever seen. And 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 the difference and what it looked like was, in, in essence, a giant dog. A, just a, a massive animal that looked fake, that it was so big. And, and it like just wasn't registering that that what we're seeing is real, and um, you know I always we agreed on this as well. You know when when you look at the different builds of bears, what stood out to me about this one not only was the size was the build of it, and you know how polar bears have more of a leaner longer kind of body than a grizzly bear or something yeah. so their arms and legs are longer uh their body itself is longer and, and and thinner that's the comparison i i would say this dog had that look of and every bit as big as any polar bear i'd ever seen and again you know i'll say this multiple times it didn't seem real it was so big so immediately fear starts to set in what this dog does next is you know and some people might think it's it's amusing um it wasn't the dog lifts its leg and it starts doing business it starts peeing what freaked me personally out so bad when it started doing is not only just, again, the size of it. And while it started to lift its leg and do this, it was staring in the direction of the dogs that had just left. And it starts going. And the force that this thing was doing it at was sending pieces of this material that it was standing on like way up in the air and off to the side and it's like holy 
the the force of this was like somebody turned on a hose and it scared me nobody laughed everybody was kind of in shock at that moment and my one friend who had noticed it first starts to walk backwards and falls and when he falls he falls into the makeshift wall of these metal things that that we had and you get the immediate loud noise of of heavy thick metal on a concrete floor so you know what that noise sounds like and it was loud and intrusive and this thing immediately snapped its head and looked right at us, which sent, you know, uh, uh, just a shock of fear down your back. You know, I started sweating. I remember that happened. And, and, you know, just that every hair on your neck standing up. What I remember the most, aside from the size of this thing, what stood out immediately when it looked at us was its eyes. It had eyes that look like they had a power source behind them and 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 what i mean like that is they were the color was like a a, a yellowish amber kind of color and its pupils and the actual like inner circles of its eyes were so large that when it was looking at us, we could actually tell which one of us it was looking at. So again, another si- another sign of the, the the mass of this thing. You could see its eyeballs and who it was looking at. But again, you know, and and we never. The older I've gotten, I have other things I'll mention later of what I think was going on and what I think this thing is, and that night and and not long after we kind of thought maybe it was just eye shine from the fire that we had in the building i i believe something different now um that's what it seemed like and what it did is it started to growl and it growled so loud it it it, it went into us and i i liken it thinking back over and over about how it growled and everything at a much louder and longer interval than what an alligator does when it's in the water and it makes those, you know, those noises they make when they shake the water and everything. That's what it was like. And we felt it. I felt it in my chest I immediately started getting weakness in my calves and my ankles and my quads were like shaking. Two of my buddies said they felt like they were going to pass out and throw up. They were kind of bending over and sick. Um, My other buddy said he felt like me, like his legs were weak, like they were in in mud or something. So I kind of felt like, like my knees were starting to bend. I didn't get sick or anything like that. I didn't lose vision or any, I just felt like weak. And um, not long after it growled, my one buddy who had hit the wall turned around and ran inside. And we started to go in and after he just starts to go in the door, we're looking at this thing as we're starting to walk in and, and what it does next will... I will never forget as long as I live. Again, it's burned and etched in my brain until the day I die. 
This thing goes from four to two legs, and it stands up on two legs. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today.